Hey, what is going on guys? It's DK. Back at you with another video here. It's right on the Thursday night showdown slate uh, between the Browns and the Bengals. Uh, before I get into the video, if you guys are new to the channel, my name is DK. I make daily videos breaking out NBA, NFL, PGA, and eSports, daily fantasy sports slates. Uh, before I get into the, uh, the analysis here, I do want to say thank you guys again for all support. Currently at 4.84 thousand subscribers. It's just really crazy to think about that. Um, the, the support on the videos, the live streams, and on Twitter has, is really greatly appreciated, guys. Um, the easiest way to, uh, to really support me, and uh, since all the content is free, is leave a like button on the video, subscribe to the channel if you haven't already, and hit the notification bell so you know when I upload videos, you know when I go live. Um, I'm going to do a live stream for this one as well, probably 30 minutes before lock on my YouTube channel, going over everything. So be sure to check out the live stream uh, Thursday before lock. Also, if you guys cannot watch the YouTube videos, I uh, upload on Apple Podcast. The link is in the description below. It's the DKDFS show. But with that all out of the way, let's jump into the video. So before we get into players and their prices for the showdown site, let's look at a couple things. Let's first take a look at the Vegas odds, and then let's take a look at some snap counts here from week one. I think it's really, really important to kind of dive in and see what they, uh, you know, what kind of how the snaps broke down for week one. So, Bengals-Browns. Uh, we had a really exciting game, the first Thursday night football game. This one, eh, it looks like, look, looking like it might be a little bit of an uglier game. It's a 43 over under. Browns are six-point favorites. So let's scroll through and look, uh, look at the snap counts here. Joe Mixon, in a close game last game, played 60% of the snaps, whereas Gio Bernard played about 30%. So this will be a situation where... If you think the Bengals are playing from ahead, I think Mixon looks pretty good. If you think they fall behind early, you can consider Geo. Uh, it's a riskier play, obviously, but he would probably get a few extra snaps if they do fall behind because he's more of the pass-catching back. For wide receivers, there's a lot of guys that played. Actually, seven wide receivers saw the field last week for Cincinnati. Ross surprisingly played the most snaps at 84% of the snaps. Tyler Boyd at 81%, A.J. Green at 66%. Those are the starting three receivers, but they did mix in some other guys. Thomas played 22%, Tate 22%, Higgins 22%, and even Alex Erickson saw a couple snaps there. So um, that's, that's a little bit interesting that they use that many receivers week one. Tight end, uh, C.J. Uzoma played the majority of snaps at 72%. Drew Sample played 35% of the snaps. Let's go over to the Browns and take a look. It's a little bit interesting here that Kareem Hunt played 49%, whereas Nick Chubb played 48%. Not super surprising when you look at how that game went, right? The Browns fell behind early. They used Kareem Hunt. Like, Nick Chubb is, is going to be the early down back. And if they're playing from ahead, I think you're going to want to target a guy like Nick Chubb. If you think the Browns fell behind, Kareem Hunt looks a lot more viable. Either way, though, like Hunt still saw, I think it was 13 carries week one, which is good to see. So a um, little bit of a split there in the backfield. For the wide receivers, Odell played 75%. Jarvis played 71%. Hodge was a surprise there, playing 55%. And then Rashad Higgins, uh, who was the number three last year, kind of fell to the number four role there, playing only 22% of the snaps. Finally, tight end. Cleveland likes using uh, two tight end sets a lot. Austin Hooper, former Falcon, played 77% of the snap. 
Bryant is 77% of the snaps. Bryant, 42%. Carlson, 16%. Najoku is now on the IR, played 23% of the snaps. So let's take a look at these prices now, and then I'll kind of bounce back and forth, going back, taking a look at snaps, and we'll go from there. So last Thursday night, I was really high in playing both quarterbacks because they're supposed to, it was you know a game that was projected to be a lot of points scored, and both quarterbacks had rushing upside. In this one, projected to be a pretty low-scoring game, and neither quarterback really has rushing upside. So I'm not prioritizing either quarterback. Burroughs at 10-8, Baker Mayfield's at 10-2. You know, can you make a lineup fading both quarterbacks? I think it's possible. I definitely think it is in a game like this. It's probably riskier because the quarterbacks on the showdown sites always have the highest floor. So it would be a risky, risky build, but I think it, it, it's actually viable on a slate like this to fade both quarterbacks. I think the popular build and probably the safest build is to play one quarterback. I think playing both might be uh, is probably going to be contrarian just for the fact of you know how high the ceilings do these quarterbacks really have, right? So with Burrow compared to, to Baker Mayfield, who do I prefer? I think I'll slightly give the edge to Baker. I like the matchup a little bit better for Cleveland going up against that Cincinnati defense versus uh, Joe Burrow and the bad offensive line going up against um, the Browns defense. So it's not really like a strong take for me on Baker over over Burrow, but if you're going to make me pick, I would slightly give the edge to Baker. Neither were really great week one. Um, but yeah, if you're going to make me pick, I'll, I'll slightly give edge there to Baker, but that's not a strong take. Let me, let's go team by team actually, instead of by the prices now. So let's go to Cincinnati first. AJ Green's at 9k. So he didn't play as many snaps as I expected, but, um, I guess not, not out of the, or it's not super surprising because he's a guy that's been dealing with injuries. It seems like what, the last five years. He played 66% of the snaps, uh, the third most for wide receiver. But he did get nine targets. It's really good to see. Five catches, nine targets. He is getting up there in age, but A.J. Green is still a really good wide receiver in this league. It's just, can he stay healthy, right? He's always, it seems like he's always been dealing with injuries. Um, so I think A.J. Green makes for, for a decent option. He's a guy that they will target in the red zone, obviously. He's a tall receiver, um, so I, I think AJ Green makes for a pretty pretty decent play at his price. Um, let's talk about Joe Mixon. He's at eight six. The running backs and the quarterbacks in the showdown sites probably have the highest floor, whereas the receivers. If we're shooting for that upside, I think the receivers probably have the highest ceiling. Mixon's a guy that you know didn't have a great week one. Did have nineteen carries, sixty nine yards. Um, one catch on two targets. I expect those uh, targets to go up a little bit. Uh, he is a decent pass catching back, 8.6K. Again, he is he is their first and second down back. Geo kind of the third down back. So I think he's a safer option. If the Bengals are playing from ahead, I think that's better for Mixon. I think he gets even more work. Whereas if they fall behind, right, then maybe you want to target a guy like Geo at a cheap price point. So it's all about how you think the game flows, right? Do you think the Browns are in control and leading most of the game, or do you think it's the opposite way? That's how you want to build your lineup, right? So 
you know, with playing like Mixin and Geo together. I mean, that's a super, you can do it, but it's very, very contrarian. Obviously, some negative correlation there. Um, Tyler Boyd's at 7K. I, I like this price a good amount on him. If you're going to make me pick between him and A.J. Green, I give the edge to Boyd. I think he's the safer uh, target playing out of the slot, whereas A.J. Green might be the guy that has a little bit more upside, more the red zone target. So Green's at 9K, Boyd's at 7K. I think the safer option is Boyd. Uh, didn't have an amazing day, four catches on five targets, but I like his floor a little bit more uh, than I do A.J. Green's, whereas probably like A.J. Green's ceiling a little bit more than I do Tyler Boyd. The other options are, yeah, so John Ross, he did play the most snaps on the team at uh, 84%, but he is just more that boom or bust nature, right? He's not a guy that's going to catch a lot of passes. He had two catches, five targets, 17 yards. He's a guy that does have that big playability, and, and the snaps are good. It's good to see that he played most of the game. The 5.2K price is playable, but I think he's more of a risky option for the fact that the floor is low. He really needs you know, one of those long, um, long throws. So and he has that, right? Like he is a guy that's going to run a lot of those deep routes. So if he catches one, he's probably going to hit value. So I like the upside in Ross, right? It's just he needs at least one of those big plays. Uh, it's also good to see that he did play most of the snaps. Now, CJ Uzoma is at 5K. I actually like the price of him a decent amount, too. Uh, played most of the game, uh, 72% of the snaps, with Tyler Eifert now out of town. Four catches, five targets, 54 yards. Another guy they can look to in the red zone. So if you're going for, like, the safe receiving targets, I guess, on the Cincinnati Bengals team, it would probably be Uzoma for me and a guy like Tyler Boyd. I like their floors a little bit more than I do a guy like John Ross, more the big playability. AJ Green, you have to spend up for him a little bit more. So that's how I feel. Uh, I think those are the, the, the safer options for Cincinnati if you're going for safety. As far as the kickers go, the kickers are always playable. Like Bullock had 10 fancy points last game. Most of the time, kickers probably get you somewhere around 5 to upside of like 15. That's that's their upside. Um, and, and a slate that should be you know kind of uglier, you, you could see both teams be selling for field goals. So I think you can definitely consider both kickers. Um, would I play both? Probably not. I mean, you can, but don't like, I would, I would not rule out playing at least one kicker in your lineup in a game that should be kind of ugly. I think both kickers are certainly, certainly in play here. Bullock's at four, two, as far as the defenses go, uh, in a game like this, that should be a little bit uglier. I think both are viable. They are a little bit riskier, but all you really need is one pick six and, and they're going to crush their salary. So both defenses are playable in a slate that has a lower over score, lower over under, right? 43 over under. Um, you know, with with the Bengals versus the Browns defense, I think I slightly give the edge to the Browns defense going up against a rookie quarterback. But like I said, neither quarterback was great in, in week one. So, yeah, both, both defenses are certainly, certainly in play. And then we kind of get to the dart throw range, right? So, Gio Bernard is at 3K. If you think the Bengals fall behind early, you can consider a guy like Gio. Right? He had four catches, five targets, 21 yards. He is their third down back. If they fall behind big time, I think he gets he gets a slight boost. So it's a risky play for sure. But if they fall behind, Gio's a guy that will be utilized a bit more 
as the pass catching back. Then we get to those other receivers, right, that kind of mixed in. We have Thomas, Tate, Higgins all played 22% of the snaps. Um, we have Thomas at 200, Tate at 2200, Higgins at 3200. You know, with with them all playing the exact same snaps and the price difference here with Higgins 32, Tate 22, Mike Thomas at 200. I'm just, I would just rather play Mike Thomas, right? And this is a super super risky play because he only played 22% of the snaps, but two catches, three targets. He's the cheapest of those three guys that that played um, you know 22% of the snaps, so. It's a super super risky play, but if you need some, you need someone like really cheap. Like I would probably prefer him to those other receivers just for his price. And then uh, backup tight end sample did play thirty five percent of the snaps. Again, another dart throw here, but he had one catch last week. He's four hundred dollars. You can at least consider him, right? There's guys down here you can at least consider. Uh, they're super super risky, but they're playable. And that's really it for Cincinnati. So let's now move on to Cleveland. Mentioned Baker. OBJ's at 8-2. Had a bad week one. 100%. Really, really bad. Three catches. Did have 10 targets. Only 22 yards. The price is low on Odell. I like him. I think we get a bounce back game here uh, at home. Even though it doesn't really matter because there's no fans. But I just think he's going to come out and, and want to put on a lot better performance uh, against uh, Cincinnati. It's a better matchup than it was against Baltimore. So I do like the upside here in OBJ. Now, if you're going for, I guess, the safer option, it probably is Jarvis. Playing out of the slot, he's a guy that's going to have uh, more catches most likely. Right you now, he is uh, or not questionable. They have him listed as a non-participant. This is something to keep an eye on. He's dealing with a hip, hip injury. If he plays, again, I think he probably is the safer target than Odell, whereas Odell, in my opinion, has more upside. He's the big play guy. Um, again, if you're going to make me pick, I just like the upside a bit more on, on Odell. Uh, but definitely something to keep an eye on here with Jarvis and his injury status. If he ends up not being able to go, could be some potential value here for Cleveland. Then we have the running back situation, Chubb versus Hunt. So it's all about how you, how you think this game pans out. If you think the Browns are playing from ahead most of the game, Chubb is probably the guy you're going to want to look to. He had 10 carries, 60 yards, uh, one catch for six yards. But Kareem Hunt still had 13 carries. He was good for 72 yards. Um, did have four catches on six uh, targets for nine yards. So this one's a tricky one, right? Because I Hunt did still utilize a decent amount on the ground. He's the better pass catching back, no doubt about it. You're going to have to make a tough call here if you're going to play one of these, one of these backs. Um, Hunt will still be utilized either way, but he gets a, a bigger boost if they're playing from behind. So it's a really, really tricky one. Um, Hunt probably picks up a little bit more ownership because of that recent game, but both running backs are definitely in play here. Can you play them both? It's possible. Again, there's definitely negative correlation, but you'd probably need a touchdown for each of them or like a touchdown for Chubb and like six catchers or so for, for Kareem Hunt. So, yeah, again, it's viable, but 100% there's there's some uh, negative correlation if you do play them both. Austin Hooper's at 6'8". I think it's fine. Um, you know, played a decent amount of snaps, 77% of the snaps. He's a decent, he's a good pass-catching tight end, right? We saw it with Atlanta last year. He had a really, really good year. The 6'8 price point I think is a fair price point, but... 
I personally probably give the edge to CJ Uzoma on the other side for the discount. But Hooper's a guy that you can definitely look to uh, at, at that price point. Not saying he's out of play. Again, both kickers are playable here. For sure, both kickers are playable in a game that could be ugly. I mean, all they really need is, is a couple field goals to hit value. So do not rule out either kicker. Again, with the defenses, I'm going to give the edge to the Browns over the Bengals. Uh, I think both are playable, but I like this Browns defense, Miles Garrett, going up against a rookie quarterback. So I will give the edge to the Browns defense. Um, and then, again, Najoku's on the IR. Then we get to the dart throws here. So Rashad Higgins at 1-8. Again, his snaps went down. Uh, he was the number four. Only played 22% of the snaps. So it's a really, really risky play. You can do it, but nothing I can recommend with confidence. The play that I think looks pretty good here at $400 is Cotterell Hodge. Um, he played the third most snaps on the team. He came in and played 55% of the snaps, a little over half the game. Didn't have an amazing stat line. One catch, three targets, 12 yards. But for someone at his price point, he probably looks the best out of anyone, like super, super cheap for the reason of the snaps, right? It's just all about him being on the field. And $400, he, he basically only needs like one catch, one or two catches to pay off value. So Hodge is a guy that if you need someone super, super cheap, I think he looks the best out of these like basement dwellers down here, uh, the really, really cheapies. I think both tight, the backup tight ends here are viable. They're riskier for sure, Bryant and Carlson with Njoku on the IR. Um, we have Bryant at 200, Carlson at 200. The both are flat men. Both should get more time here with, with no Njoku. So two guys you can for sure consider, uh, but they are super, super risky. So let's now talk about captains and what I'm thinking. So if you're going for the safety, if you're going for, for just the floor, right? Again, both the quarterbacks have the highest floors or the running backs. Um, you know, we don't have a, really a clear workhorse back in either team. We have Mixon that, that is, you know, probably will get 60, 70% of snaps, whereas Geo will play the rest. The Cleveland situation, a little bit more 50-50. Probably will be like 60-40 Chubb if they're playing from ahead. Um, guys you can consider for the upside, right? I, I like Odell a good amount. A.J. Green's a guy that they'll look to in the red zone for sure. Um, you know, if you want to get super risky, you can go for the boomer bust John Ross play. Um, you know, there are potential really cheap options down here too, right? Um, you know, you can take a shot on Thomas. Carlson, the, the both tight ends, right? Sample, Hodge played over 50% of the snaps. I think he probably looks the best of any of these really cheap guys. So there's a lot of different ways you can go, but if you are, um, you know, going with a quarterback in the captain spot, you're going to want some correlation, right? So if you play like Joe Burrow, you're probably going to want to run it back with at least two of the receivers. So like A.J. Green and Tyler Boyd, right? Make sure you get some correlation if you're going quarterback in there. Um, who was my favorite play at the captain spot? I like Tyler Boyd. I just like his floor. Um, he's a guy that will play most of the game. I think he looks like a pretty safe option. Um, so that's one that I don't know if he's gonna be super, super high on, but I kind of, I kind of have a good feeling about Tyler Boyd. Um, and like I said, you don't have to play either quarterback on this slate. 
I think you can fade both. It'll be risky. Playing both quarterbacks will be risky also. I think the probably the optimal build will, will be play one quarterback and go for the quarterback that obviously you think will, uh, you know, the team they'll score more points, obviously. So that's kind of my thoughts with this, uh, with the showdown site, guys. There are a lot of different ways you can go. There's a lot of punt plays, right? There's a lot of super, super low-owned guys you can take shots on down here. So I think it makes for an interesting slate. Um, should be an uglier game offensively. So both kickers are in play, both defenses are in play. There's a lot, a lot of different ways you can go. But, um, yeah, I think that's going to wrap it up for the video today, guys. So if you haven't enjoyed the content so far, I'd really appreciate it if you leave a like button on the video, subscribe to the channel if you haven't already, and hit that notification bell so you know when I upload videos, you know when I go live. Again, I'll be live streaming 30 minutes before lock on my YouTube channel, going over anything, going over everything, answering any questions you guys have at the end. So thanks again, guys. Hope you guys all have a good day, and I will see you all uh, Thursday in the live stream.